0: Hello, so this is going to be a 30, I mean, sorry, 20-minute episode of Making Web Apps Badly, Uh, and I am not sure, not quite sure what I'm going to talk about yet. Um, Of course, we're going to talk about building web apps badly. We might touch upon 50% web apps. Um, I think I want to talk a little bit about usability and the competitive market out there right now, Uh, and I think... um, (coughs) You know the indie maker slash indie hacker movement i think that's really interesting to talk about that um and just kind of i don't know where i kind of feel like we're at i think i have a very limited perspective uh you know i i work um online for a startup and then i have my own startup and i'm trying to get that out there um so a lot of the people i talk to are creatives freelancers entrepreneurs, um, <clears throat> and I don't really talk to, you know, a lot of people who, like, work at Google or Facebook or, you know, big companies, so I have a kind of one-sided perspective on this conversation. I also, I mean, don't, like, talk to every indie maker, right, so I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are, you know, doing pretty well and are pretty successful, and, um, you know, I think I mostly talk to people who are, like, struggling to make it buy, you know, like, having a hard time, you know, sustaining themselves with a freelance career, um, I think some people, even when they, when they are doing okay, you know, it can, it's still kind of a grind sometimes, uh, and I think those are a lot of the people I talk to, um, but then I see, I see other people out there, you know, like, um, Wes Boss is an example, or, uh, I, I think... I forget the, the people who made, like, Tailwind CSS. I think they just went, or one of them just went uh, full-time on that. And I think they were also involved in the ref- refactoring UI book. And I think the, the, one of the guys who did that is, like, going full-time on that. So I think, you know, they're still struggling. But obviously, you know, if you're making a few thousand dollars a month or, or even more, right, uh, which I imagine they are, uh, making more than just a few thousand dollars a month, I think that's a much better position than you know a lot of the rest of us are in. And I just kind of want to like get an idea, <clears throat> I guess, like strategically, like what is a view of the future that makes sense um, for indie hackers uh, because it's a market I'm really interested in, right? I'm I consider myself an uh, an indie maker, an indie hacker, uh, you know, a, a solo founder, although I've, I've cooperated with a lot of people on different projects, um, and I would love to work, you know, as part of a team on something, but I think it's got to start, you know, one of my projects has to start showing significant promise before, you know, uh, the idea of, like, a team coming together can, can even really happen, Uh, although I don't know, I mean, but anyways, I think when I'm picturing, you know, the future, right, like, let's say, uh, there are, you know, uh, let's say like a hundred different indie in, uh, companies made by indie makers that are like billion dollar companies, right? hundred different ones that just took off and ended up uh, doing really, really, really well. Um, and I think, you know, you can see examples of this with, you know, some of the products that have been released by indie makers that just look super professional and are able to like scale up uh because the technology's there and because you know they're able to hire people or you know they know how to scale things themselves you know so i don't think it's unbelievable that like a you know a solo founder and like in like a few people can scale to a billion dollar business i think and every day things are getting easier in that department it's still really hard right but you can do it right so what if um <clears throat> you know we get to that point there's a hundred companies that are billion dollar companies made by indie makers maybe they have a team of let's say like an average of like i don't know 30 to 50 people each um i don't think that's necessarily reasonable i think you know once you get to that kind of billion dollar you know revenue mark you're probably you're probably <laughs> hiring more than 30 30 fucking people right um But let's just say that, like, you know, things are so scalable and so automated, uh, they're able to support, you know, a company with with 30 people. And I think that, uh, I've told this to people before, and I'm pretty sure it's true, but I think um, Instagram had a pretty small team at the time it was, like, founded and it was scaling, and I think, I don't know, I heard this story once, I'm not sure if it's true or not, so don't quote me on this, but I think... Instagram had maybe like like 10 people or less working on it uh, for the majority of the time, and then I think they scaled up the operation a little bit, probably, right? Uh, right before they got bought by Facebook. I don't know. I, I, heard, I heard that. I heard they were like scaling the whole company with like three or four engineers or something, uh, which is, you know, kind of believable, right? So I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> let's just pretend that happens, right? Now... Couldn't you imagine, like, uh, so we have 100 companies, all billion-dollar companies, all indie makers, all, you know, have 30 to 40 employees. Couldn't you imagine, like, Google swooping in and, like, buying a few of them, right, that are kind of in their target market, right? So if they're doing SEO or they're doing any kind of, like, online advertising, it's like, boom, you know, (laughs) Google just kind of, you know, 360 no-scopes them picks them up, uh, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of money for Google, right, but not really, right, it's like, it's not that much, and then, you know, the, the rest of them are doing okay, but then, I don't know, Facebook (laughs) copies, you know, a couple of the products, and, you know, they, they market them on their platform, and run all kinds of advertisements for them, and so they end up, you know, becoming, uh, better known than the indie hacker companies, um, and then, you know, uh, the rest are kind of, you know, like chugging along, doing their best, but they've, they hit their moment, right? Uh, they hit their moment of, of uh, relevance, and then they kind of fall by the wayside. So, you know, the the industry keeps going, right? There's, um, there's new developments, you know, like. If, you're, if you, I mean, if you think, like, Instagram is going to be the same, you know, five years from now, that's crazy, right? Things are going to change. Uh, people are going to c- communicate in different ways. You know, there's going to be AR and VR and, you know, 3D pictures and, I don't know, all kinds of stuff, right? So, and I, you know, things have got more advanced and less advanced and, you know, there'll be Snapchat-like like things, you know, and features that, you know disappear or whatever, um, but, you know, just times will change, right, and so, you know, maybe these indie companies, right, they have a hard time kind of keeping up with the ebb and flow of, of consumer culture, and um, and then, you know, Google gets in on the next wave, right, because they get super concerned, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, whatever, they get on, in on the next wave because they get super concerned, okay, all these small companies are coming up, they're super. Uh, it's quick moving and whatever, so we need to kind of undercut them. And they have all this, all these resources—resources, resources, legal resources, marketing resources—you know, relationships with with existing vendors—and they use all of that, just like every other industry, before technolo- the technology industry came along. You know, all the incumbents—they they use all these dirty tactics and all their pre-existing advantages to kind of undercut these uh, indie makers and you know get in on the next round of consumer culture so right right before people are even considering you know the next i don't know uh live streaming ar phone app right they're already advertising on the super bowl or whatever right and so they're afraid so they do that and they use their industry ties to like kind of cut off these indie makers and they also use um you know their legal department to attack these you know indie companies and they end up taking them down and then you know shortly after we have a hundred billion dollar independent companies we're down to like just 12 right (laughs) um i could imagine a world like that right so i think there's um and i you know maybe it's 10 years 20 years from now or whatever but i could imagine you know the big corporate companies uh just coming in and destroying what is smaller than them even if they don't necessarily set out with that goal they're just like maybe they're just afraid that people are com- competing with them in general so they you know come up with a strategy to just kind of push back against that a little bit but they you know they don't set out maybe to destroy a company i don't, I don't know maybe they do right but I could see, you know, everything kind of just kind of folding back into the to the big, you know, big corporations, right? And just because the smaller companies, the independent companies don't have as much of a networked, you know, ecosystem, right? Because if they, you know, were coming up with other independent makers and they were connecting and collaborating and, you know, there's like million dollar companies and hundreds you know ten million dollar companies and a hundred million dollar companies and and then billion dollar companies and they're all coming up around the same time and they're all connected and networked and supporting each other and you know run it helping each other you know get the word out about their products and stuff like that um which i think i do see to to a limited extent today right i do see that um and the you know, indie maker community is pretty like tight-knit right now, I think, um, uh, at least, I, I don't know, among some people, right, so I could see that happening, right, where, you know, maybe Google comes in and tries to, you know, disrupt the disruptors, and they're kind of pushed back, that's like, no, 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 you can't invade this space, because we have customers who really believe in our mission, we are giving back to our communities, we're supporting each other, we're, um, what do you call it, Uh, you know, stockpiling resources together. I forget what that's called, like, just sharing resources, right? So, like, maybe there's legal firms that they hire together, you know, like... To scale, to scale their operations quickly, or I don't know. If you're a billion-dollar company, you can probably afford your own legal counsel if you have 40 employees. But I, don't, I mean, there's going to be a large range of these types of companies. You know, there's going to be hardware companies that just need thousands of employees, and then there's going to be software companies that need to keep their margins really low. Um, <clears throat> you know, so they're maybe going to have fewer employees, but their uh, profit margin isn't going to be that great. Um, you know so there's going to be all different kinds of i think um companies of these types of companies and you know maybe pooling resources pooling that's it pooling resources will be you know a good idea um, so i can imagine that happening right and basically i i think seeing the world become like a more networked place not that it already isn't you know like i said i have a very limited perspective i'm working for a small startup I uh, also have started like some small companies and so like I'm not as I think connected as like a lot of like bigger or medium-sized companies or even like small businesses that are turning a profit I think all of that you know revenue takes connections right it takes building up those connections from scratch and that's I think a lot of what the value of a company represents is how well connected it is how much is helping money and value flow through the ecosystem, right? If you think about, um, you know, a, a Google or a Microsoft or, or a Twitter, right? Or, I don't know, maybe not a consumer company, right? Um, if you think about, uh, you know, an IBM, right? Can you imagine that maybe its value roughly translates to how many people it can put its customers in contact with who are valuable to them? you know, how many, uh, you know, clients it can provide with the right data and information to, you know, achieve their goals as a business, you know, how many um, people it can like set technology up for, you know, that's going to help them communicate with uh, other companies better and in a more like structured and scalable way, right? So I think it's, as far as I see, I think like you know, money, money flow, cash flow, it roughly corresponds to information's uh, flow in in this day and age at least, right? Um, And I think it's a rough metric, you know, it's probably not a kind of one-to-one relationship or anything like that, but I think, you know, it's, uh, there's a ratio there, right? If you're, if you're helping people communicate and share information and get information and you're helping that exchange economy that flow of information uh you know you're not acting you know as much as a uh, as a as a dam as you are you know acting as kind of um uh what do you call those things that transport water uh, aqueducts right so i think the more aqueducts you're building the more likely you are to be you know a billion dollar company and I think you know Google kind of learned that early on and and they really embrace that I think Facebook you know trying to connect everyone in the world I think they just get that I think they understand that the more people they connect the more money is just gonna flow through them because they're gonna have this incredible value and while a lot of people disagree with the way they've extracted (laughs) the value you know the value from the this massive range of connections right I mean ideally Uh, it wouldn't be through exploiting the connections, but rather through, you know, like helping people connect in in different and new and interesting ways, right? I could see either business uh, surviving, but, you know, as a new company, as the first company that's connected this many people, I can can totally understand, you know, how they would just kind of go for the thing that already exists, right? Advertising, right? Just using that attention, using that flow of, information just to, you know, help uh, new companies and new products and old companies and old products to get more eyeballs on them, right? Uh, that, that too is a, a certain type of flow of information, right? So, um, that being said, I, I wonder, you know, like, what is the future? What does the future hold? Is it kind of like some kind of dystopia where there's these just like a few nodes, right? There's like the Google node and the Facebook node and the Amazon node and uh, I don't know what company it's going to be, right? But like, you know, the Stripe node, right? (laughs) For example, right? They're they're really aiming to be that, you know, core node. And I don't think they're quite there yet, but they're getting there. They want to own the whole online payment ecosystem. So I could understand them being one of the nodes too and you know although a lot of these companies I think to a lot of techies do still feel like you know they're doing their best uh, you know I think a lot of people are kind of arrayed against Facebook right now but you know I still think it's pretty impressive what they've done what they've managed to do connect so many people in the world you know create an interface that's you know usable and and responsive and uh, performant and um, I mean, their engineering is, is out of this world. I think it's, you know, something to strive for. And sure, they've made missteps, but it's still very impressive, I think, you know, what they've managed to do. And so, I mean, could you imagine, you know, there just being like these four nodes that are just kind of controlled by, you know, these ecosystems are just kind of controlled by companies, right? So if you think about payments, you know, maybe you think about Stripe or or PayPal, right? Or, and then if you <coughs> if you think about, you know, we're collaboration at work. You know, you just think about Google, right? Maybe Google buys Slack or whatever, right? Um, um, or, you know, maybe it's Slack, right? Maybe <laughs> maybe Google kind of like goes the way of the dinosaur. Um, and uh, But anyways, like, you know, what if like for each industry, you just think of one thing, right? I mean, if you think about like building airplane engines, what do you think? I mean, I think GE. I don't know. Maybe there's probably more than one company that builds them. But I think it would be interesting if we live in a future, right, that basically um, is becoming more and more networked, right? But if we still end up with like the same kind of gatekeepers, right, I think that's one world. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because I, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of dangerous stuff out there. There's a lot of people trying to you know, hack into, you know, simple little websites, right, you know, you like, you put up a little website as an independent, you know, maker, and you, you know, it's potential, it's potential, uh, potentially the case that, you know, chi- hackers in uh, North Korea, or, you know, the, wherever, right, I don't know, <laughs> I I've just heard some good, like, the North Korean hackers are pretty good, but, um, no, it could be Russia, China, whatever, right? or the United States, right, um, there's people if you got enough eyeballs on you, you know. There's people all looking, kind of prowling around your tiny little web server, you know, trying to get in, trying to get those user details out of that server, uh, you know, trying to use your server or or environment or whatever for different ends, right? And they might not even, you know, if they're good enough, they might not even alert you that they're even in there or that they're even using your resources for other. For other things and i'm not just talking about compute resources i'm talking about the whole thing right the the analytics the you know knowing what your users are doing are doing when and and all of that information is valuable right um so it's kind of like a w- little wild west that we're living in right now and if you think about it you know if, if you're hosting your stuff on google cloud right and uh and a hacker tries to get in, you know, Google can kind of put its foot down, right? They're, this, they're like the sheriff in town. So I think there are benefits to, to allowing, you know, a single company to kind of own one of the major nodes, right? But at the same time, I kind of think, you know, the world might benefit more for, for uh, you know, to allow like a more distributed kind of network, right, where there are strong nodes, right, there are powerful nodes in this in this in in the ecosystem, and they might have a little bit more influence than other nodes, but if any of one of them fails, it's okay, you know, if you think about banking and you think about, you know, what cryptocurrency and those kinds of technologies are trying to do, and you know, I by no means think that they've perfected it, you know, but I think um, you know, there are people that are really trying very hard to to get the technology right there and if you think about that then you know you could have a cryptocurrency exchange you know like coinbase or something and that could fail right and yet other people could pick up the slack and you could keep going whereas you know something with like you know Citibank or Bank of America you know we ran into some problems there right (laughs) where those those nodes were literally too big to fail and if you think about it right now there are some nodes like that in the technology industry you know like i i think google is definitely one of them it's not like other people couldn't pick up the slack for google i just think no one has a good enough search engine to really like i think we would be losing something right we would be losing something big and i think it would be interesting if instead of that you know like um for example i'm not saying the government should do this but if the government offered you know google a couple trillion dollars and they're like okay please open source your search engine and let other people create their own search engines with your technology and your apis and you know have a competitive market you know i think that could be uh interesting you know and i think that could be good for humanity in the long run you know having these kind of utilities that everyone uses every day, you know, like just searching the internet or just inviting your friend to an event, you know, if those could be kind of uh democratized right and i'm not saying you know it should be through the government you know purchasing it from facebook or from google or from whatever um you know maybe it's something else right maybe it's a different type of protocol that allows you know a single person to connect with any other you know node in the ecosystem and send them money or send them an event or send them you know a request for information or something and then maybe everyone has their own little app that does their own little search and, you know, return something. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I I think it's uh, interesting. It's it's something to be curious about, you know, like is there a way to make the system networked and make it so that if one node fails, all of the other ones are fine and they're all kind of propping, propping each other up. And so that way anyone can kind of become an indie maker, right? Anyone can start a business online and just set their little node up and start connecting it to the other nodes around it. And I think that's a much more hopeful vision than, you know, I than I could see happening. Right. I mean, I think there's another vision there that is more like um, you set up your node and it just kind of gets brushed to the side and it doesn't really connect with anything else. And, you know, it's really hard to. You know, connected into the ecosystems because they're all walled gardens and they're all kind of protected and they're all kind. You know, there's massive payments that you don't even realize that are required, right? So they're like, oh yeah, come on in. You know, set up your your little node, your little shop, and then it turns out in order to really get it connected to the rest of the. You know the audience and the ecosystem you have to you know pay ten thousand dollars or fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or a million you know like in order to get to different levels and I think you know I see that happening a little bit you know you have Facebook ads, you have Google ads right even right now you have four Google ads appearing on a organic search for a company you know like basecamp right I mean they just did that anti google ad google ad right um and you know they were saying like you know we have to pay for an ad for our own name uh because google is listing these similar to you know these uh advertisements that look similar to google search results at the top of the page so in order to to you know rank for our own name we have to buy out our own name it's very interesting i think you know i could see that the the world and the internet moving more in that direction i could see it moving more in another direction you know, where people find things and and are, you know, and like where Google is maybe just like a a Stack Overflow search, you know, like maybe you don't really need to find any other kinds of information through Google, you know, I mean, um, maybe it's just for finding Wikipedia articles and Stack Overflow articles and everything else, you know, you send out to your network of friends and they help you you know accomplish it i could see a world where that happens and i think you know but google by by pressing their luck against the wider network i think they are kind of you know risking becoming irrelevant eventually you know and i think that's a bold thing to say right right now considering their you know obvious position in the market but uh, i think you know there's different things that google could be uh, based on what it does right and so if it Advertises itself as a search engine for anyone where you can find anything and yet it is not that then i think all of a sudden gives the opportunity for another player to come along and become that and to actually be it right um so i think that's another interesting thing about the networked world is that there's a lot less barrier to entry just just naturally you know i mean just by the fact that it's networked by the fact that you know really whatever you are however you're behaving in the network is what you are right if you say you're exchanging information freely and you're actually not doing that you know i think by default you're not exchanging you're not contributing in a way that is is productive okay that's it for now um i'll talk to you guys later that's all for the podcast um thank you for listening bye